Brooks's comes with a beard. Yeah, I don't want a mustache. Why are you guys doing mustache? Well, let's let's officially kick it off. Okay, this is a probably science. The Andy. Wood, You're listening to the Mustache Edition. And TJ Miller. Has it started? It's a started. Miller, I can't tell if this is part of what you guys did earlier when you were practicing when we did the hour <laughs> practice round, which I never wanted to do, but you guys insisted. This. That we said exactly what we're saying now, but including this, this. Yeah, we did yeah. open with I, this. I thought that was about the pre-practice round. I mean, we've been here for five and a half hours. I, I know. And this is the real podcast. one. You're starting uh, to go TJ, off script, I think TJ. it says not... we have been here for five and a half yeah. hours. Can you just Sorry. try that again? We'll cut yeah, it yeah, in. Yeah, we'll... We have been Thank here you. for Thank five you. and a half hours. And the half hour Thank was you. our speed, pra- or just our speed through. <laughs> <laughs> That's for all you high school uh, theater <laughs> enthusiasts out there, and I'm not just talking about high school students. Also, people that go to high school theater, <laughs> which isn't that's not creepy. Theater. Why would that be weird? I do like that. Like we're fans of the theater. Which one? Hempstead High School. I, I, yeah, and uh, I, I had should a, we do a Romeo and Juliet? This just anyone where they kiss. I just like any <laughs> of the place yeah. where they kiss. You know, I just like for me, it's about the raw talent. You know, <laughs> seeing it before it is. Does that make sense? Just also, sometimes I can catch their dits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the same kind of excuse. Boob. I had a roommate who was a big fan of Portland State University's women's volleyball team. <laughs> he had no affiliation with the school whatsoever. He'd be like the lone thirty-something sitting in the stands watching these college knows girls the names play volleyball. Of it, knows the names of all the players. The yeah, guys. yeah. And he would, he would make it out Cindy's to be like the best. Like, 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 like volleyball is an underappreciated sport. It's a great spectator sport. He would have all these reasons. Like, just admit you just want to be creepy and watch what these a girls. Play okay, volleyball. speaking of creepy, why are you guys? Why do you have mustaches? Thank you for asking that. Uh, I followed suit. Matt, Matt's been doing this for two weeks now. I, I'm yeah. I'm well into Movember. He's Why raising money for, for men's health uh, concerns. He doesn't like it either. I, I don't like it. I, I don't like it at all. It annoys but me. It's helping. itchy. It's irritating. You grow a mustache for country summer or nothing at all. <laughs> but I love... Here's what I love for country summer. I grew a mustache sometimes for country summer. Sometimes that's just eating country crock in June. Yeah. Uh, um, I was listening to a lot of kid rock. I feel like you had a great observation about your... About your mustache and what you oh, look like with Andy. a mustache versus what Andy looks Andy like. Andy looks mustache. older. Andy looks like a dad me, slash I, I teacher. A dad teacher or maybe a Gary Oldman role. I'm not sure which Gary Oldman character you look like. But like a so. dad teacher is just a guy who's teaching people how to be a better father. <laughs> which yeah. does exist. Listen, just come to yeah. soccer practice. <laughs> that, that is a real, that is that, a real job. That, there are parenting <laughs> classes. Just, I just keep shaking them. I just keep shaking them. <laughs> and then you, you sort keeps, of look. I look, I look, it makes me look younger. Like, yeah. It makes me look. I look like someone who's grown a mustache to try to look like a grown-up. You want to get into an R-rated movie is what yeah, you've done. He looks yeah. like it's the most nervous ju- guy like, at the liquor store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, look like, I look like there's probably two of me wearing the same overcoat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very <laughs> There's another guy beneath you, but he's got a chin beard. Yeah. He's missing <laughs> Together, the mustache. Like a Together we make yeah, a full yeah. adult. Excuse me, sir. What's the kind of booze that gets you drunk? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think that Andy, you sort it's of look like... You look like a guy who could be mistaken for a pedophile, but isn't. Okay. So uh, you sort of look like the guy at the high school theater where the cops come in and they're yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, you, and you, it turns you, out... You I, know anybody here and you just sadly lift up your shirt and it says, Sun Valley High. <laughs> like you've written that on your <laughs> yeah. stomach. You're like, none of my friends would come, so all the letters are on my stomach. <laughs> 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 this does totally make me... I went out... I, I, had, a, I had lunch with a friend... Um, 
a few days Why ago. Why don't you brag a little more? <laughs> yeah, name dropper. I do. Yeah, we get it. You know the names of different meals. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so me and, uh, me and Brunch were hanging out the other day. <laughs> I was having high tea. Wait, hold on. With a brunch, Brunch? Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, more of a Brunch lookalike. Star, <laughs> star of the mid-morning meal? Yeah. <laughs> star, of the s- star of Sunday. <laughs> uh, the breakfast I had was actually the breakfast from Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> what? No, it the fuck up. You had Brunch with Breakfast from Breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> This okay. is incredibly complicated. <laughs> I had lunch with my dinner with Andre. Uh, I don't know how you I did. Yeah. Uh, Matt, finish. What is going on here? Yeah. So I, I, no, I got there. I got there before her, and we were just. Um, oh, guy, a girl! Now you're really yeah. bragging. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The guy, the guy handed me the menu, and then just sort of looked at me. I just went. So can I get you a soft drink? Oh. I mean, this lands going, on the soft really hard. Yeah. Was, can I get you a? You're under 21 yeah. beverage. That's almost as bad as... The only thing worse Very than that, I think, is... Listeners, I'm 32. Yeah. <laughs> that was your response? Yeah. That was great. For the listeners, I'm 32. Listen to me. I'm 32. Yeah, I had headphones and a microphone. And <laughs> I think the worst thing you can do is... Worse than that is, would you like a Shirley Temple? <laughs> yeah. That's the most... I was actually Now having, name dropping. I was having... That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was having dinner with breakfast for dinner. The concept <laughs> oh. of breakfast for dinner. I was having dinner with... <laughs> like 7 p.m. Yeah. pancakes. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, the waiter came over and he goes, uh, we have a... You, would you like the wine list? Handed it to breakfast for dinner. Then turns to me and goes, would you like a Shirley Temple? Emphasis on the temple. You need to find a higher power, son. Now jump on my back and we're going to the circus. And we went... It wasn't Ringling, but it was that Apple Brothers one. It's like, you know, it's the New York upstate version of Ringling. They, they don't beat the elephants as much, but they talk about buffalo wings on them. Are talk about Utica or what are you, Buffalo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you, they're always trying to make Utica relevant. <laughs> Newsflash, Cornell, you can't make a college town to make your college relevant. Uh, I'm not even going to point out that Utica and Ithaca are two different places, both in upstate New York. Oh, God, and, n- and neither Listen are cities though. that I care about. Yeah. <laughs> both are in upstate New York. Neither are important. Well, I'll, I'll upstate upstate New York upstate New York just gone. I went to college there, but... Uh, Where'd you go? Cornell. That's why I thought you were... Uh, I thought you had done some research. I was me. just <laughs> making fun of whatever college was... I just make fun of Yeah, education. you know, TJ, doing yeah. the research doing the back, before the coming prep. on to our podcast. <laughs> well, let me look up a little backstory first, on Brooks. The Andy first and hour that. of the five-hour prep was you having to read our dossiers. That's that we true. Gave you. That well, you know, you're doing that. And, that and, nice. and the character studies. And then we all picked an animal we wanted to be like. Scared animal. Mm-hmm. Matt, I thought it was weird that you picked a nervous badger. <laughs> <laughs> but it relates to your mustache. Andy, no, I... You know, I just picked a badger. I don't know why you thought... Yeah, that's, that's on you. Was you, it the energy? Yeah, but you said it... Yeah, you said it nervously. You're like, badger? You weren't confident. Andy, you know... and. I'm sorry that I didn't no, know no. that you went to Cornell. No, I'm sorry that I made fun of that because you do introduce yourself as Andy Wood from, from Cornell. Cornell. Yeah, yeah, that's all. In I mean. and of the Cornell graduate, and I have those stickers I usually am wearing. The hi, my yeah. name's Andy. I'm from. Cornell. You wear them in lieu of a shirt sometimes. <laughs> sometimes just a bunch of them. So you paste just my nipples. Yeah. Covers, covers he'll, he'll make a shirt with stickers. Oh. Sticker shirt. Yeah. That's got to cost twenty twenty five dollars a time. It's more expensive than a shirt, and then mm-hmm. you have to throw it away every time because the stickiness goes away. And most right. of the time, there's just chest hair attached the, to it when you pull it off. You know what's being? You know what's even more expensive than that? Not being a true original. That's the most expensive Dude, thing of all. You know the movie. 
the movie Major League, how they have stickers that cover the owner of the baseball team, and then they pull off a piece of her clothing each time oh, they win. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't exp- explain how devastated I was when she had nipple yeah, things covering. I was like, oh, I'm going to get to see I tits. Think, yeah, I think all of us were at that age, because yeah. I remember that just oh. being like, and it, and it will be, and I will see. Oh, no. <laughs> no. But think about how Guess sad I'll go that watch is. Basic Instinct a 50th, 3rd <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> that was so many levels removed from nudity, because it was like a captured on film, a still image of a naked woman. It's like a copy of a picture of a drawing. Yeah, but she was looking good. She was, yeah. She was, but then they still had all the people. Let's really get into Major League. <laughs> they, then everybody still cheered. It was still like a victory. Yeah, and like, I was like, like where are the nipples? Yeah. They that, should be, that should be the second place prize. And these are professional athletes who could probably see real nipples. Like they, they, they should have had a real woman can, in there, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah they could have just hired Are you somebody. telling me a, a real woman wouldn't come in to meet Wild Thing? Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. going to want to come in. In Japan, they do that just for sushi. Yeah, Eating. absolutely. I saw, uh, did you guys see the documentary uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi? I watched I a little bit of it. it. I fell asleep like to it, it. a few. A f- no, no, I was super tired. I was in New York mm. and I was just really tired. And then I was like, I'll watch this. But then I was like, oh, I'll close my eyes. And I was like, I can't close my eyes because I don't know what the fuck they're saying now. Right. It's all, all in that's Japanese. the worst part, right. Uh, but go ahead. What were you going to say? It's pretty well, cool. No, just that, you know, it is, you, you have to be watching because it is a fall asleep movie. And you can't understand any of it. It's so funny because you go into the other room to like get something. You come back and suddenly they're like, and that. And so we had all watched him die. And you're like, what, what? the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it's 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 about the best sushi chef in uh, oh, in the world, in Tokyo. Yeah, in the world. Named Jiro. And his two his two uh, sons are sort of taking over. But it's very interesting because it's not really about sushi. It's about Mastering yeah, a said, skill or an art form. Find what you're great at and perfect it. Yeah, and it really That's is. A point ultimately, life. it's about work ethic. Yeah, and, and and kind of what it means to love and be passionate about your work. Even though he does the same thing every day, and he's not making these like fat like. And now this is sushi with drizzled hollandaise sauce. It's always the same. Yeah, the more purist you are in, really? in his philosophy, the the better chef yeah. you are. And it's, it's like really like like the same like proper. Pizza, like the like the real original pizza, it's Should like three ingredients. Yeah, yeah, like Super, like yeah. They're all poison about, duck pizza. They're all about yeah. simplicity, and it's five hundred dollars to eat there, and it's fifteen no. minute meal. Is that it? Is true? Yeah, and I think I don't know, but we're trying. I, I'm going to try and go there because I've heard, basically from the documentary, and then we knew somebody that went to his son's restaurant. It's worth it. It's the mo- because they do the wow. you know they massage the octopus for forty five minutes. It shows them what they're doing with the with the like roll. They like yeah. hand slap each roll like twenty times, like each little tiny wow. uh, like piece of seaweed. Yeah, the seaweed they over a fire slap it against it, and then the guy doing the right the sorry the tamago takes like eight hours for him to just get the egg right. He, and he did it two hundred times. And Jiro every time was like, this is not right. This is bad. Wow. This is not good. This is almost there, but it isn't. And then on the like 231st time or something, he gave it to him and he goes, now that's what it should taste like. And he burst into tears. Oh, my oh, God. What? He was a sushi apprentice. Yeah. And you have to apprentice there for 10 years. What? To be, for him to say, you are a shakunan, which is a... Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I think it's Shokununi. Shokununi. And uh, before he'll he'll give you his sort of seal of approval, but if he does, you can work anywhere in the world. Yeah. Wow. You just like order his $500 meal and then just get like a diet Mountain Dew to go with it. 
Dude, they don't serve anything but sushi. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think, water. They don't have sake or anything or wine. It's just, they don't like, have the appetizers. Just, right. It's really. Do they even let else. you? Because I, I think I've even been told that like, when I eat sushi, I just mix tons of wasabi in with the soy sauce. So that kind of overpowers the flavors. But I love wasabi. But I'm guessing this place is like purists about you don't even do that, right? Probably. I'll say this if or they'll give you it with wasabi. I, I would imagine he gives it to you with exactly the mix that you. That's exactly yeah. right. There's a drop of soy. This is true. A drop of soy sauce or the amount that he wants. And he'll 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 lay it on there so that the end of the fish touches it. Oh, okay. I noticed that they kept doing it over and over, and then yeah, like you said, he won't let you do anything that would interfere with the flavor, and wow. he appropriates the portion size to the gender of the person and how big they are. So he will never give you more food than he thinks oh will make you full. <laughs> and part of his thing is he loves, I think he really loves the performance of it. In a culture where you're not allowed to show off at all, yeah. this is a real heavy-duty show off. And he sort of, I think he likes people leaving saying that was the greatest meal I've ever had. I mean, that, you know, that's where he derives all his pleasure. But yeah. it is, it's really amazing. And like, that's what I'm saying is it's $500, but it, and it is for 15 minutes. But it's sort, it has to is be there a waiting it. list? There must be a waiting list. It's it's one month out. That yeah. you can't. You have to make reservations a month out. Yeah, but also, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But we're, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I think you should take a, if you're eating at a sushi place. We're like this is probably good sushi. Take the first bite without the soy sauce and wasabi. Just and to then, appreciate the dish. Yeah, and then there's after. the uh, there's the guy in on Ventura. I can't remember the name. The name yes. of the place. The sushi Nazi is his. Isn't it? Yeah, he, he's I, sim- like there's signs everywhere saying "trust me," and you have you, if you sit at the bar, you can sit at the table and have a la carte. But if you sit at the bar, you have to have what he gives you. Like you oh, just, it's yeah. awesome. And, I gotta he, go and there. he tells you what to have, like whether to have soy with this and whether to have a sub. And like he makes you take everything a certain way. Yeah, I uh, I, I went go. to that place in the valley with Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine. Wow. Yeah, and they they're good good friends with brunch. <laughs> Does. Have you have you the, seen the brunch, the brunch hang with Rebecca before? Have you seen him she was with, still with Stamos? Yes. Yeah. Brunch and Stamos seem like they'd be pretty tight, actually. Yeah. Oh, no, speaking tight. of which, TJ has we're in TJ's uh, loft right now. Yeah, this super place cool. Is amazing. Um, he's got a picture, a signed picture from John Stamos, but it's not like a normal John Stamos. It's from Jesse and the Rippers. Uh, it's the coolest fucking picture, and it says, "Go fuck yourself." You big-headed bastard. Yeah, love John Stamos. <laughs> His theory was that big-headed people work in film more, right? Yeah, that because my face is so oblong and bloated, and the jaw looks like a horse, you know, <laughs> is face-fucking the back of another for- horse's face. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of that's why I work in film at all, which I agree with, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said that he hasn't done a lot of film work because his head is, you know, a little bit smaller but perfectly proportioned. And it is. Man. I mean, looking into his eyes is like... Looking into everything that you want to be, dude. You, you told me one time that he was talking about how Full House was supposed to be like kind of dark at the beginning. Yeah, right? dude, tell that story. I was well, blown so away he, by this. He sort of, you know, he because he actually is like a very cool guy, very funny, very nice and well intentioned. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, you know, he, he sort of said, "Well, Full House was." He just said this really, really casually and offhandedly, and that's why I really believe it rather than thinking that it's. Like the one time I met Ashton Kutchner's when he was like, clearly everything that he said was to be like, uh, what I'm convincing you of, I may also yeah. be trying to convince myself of. <laughs> if you believe it, I can try to harder. <laughs> you know, but 
Stamos really is, and he just sort of offhandedly said, um, yeah, well, that's not what Full House was supposed to be. Full House was supposed to be kind of these three guys, a comedian, a musician, and a struggling single dad trying to, like, figure out how to move into the next phase of their life, and they were all sort of fuck-ups. And, you know, in the, in the, the comic was unsuccessful, the musician was struggling, but, you know, it would start getting his breaks, and the single father was like, can you help me raise this kid? So, so it's really interesting. You, yeah. know, you never would think of Full House like that. You think of it, and he even said he's like, but then it became the twin show. You know, right. it became about yeah. the kids and you sort got of, it, dude. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and that you know, along with that came forcing Coulier into this sort of position of cut it out because they're still great friends, and so is Bob Saget. Yeah, and you, you look at it, and you kind of sort of understand it because Saget is so dark or is sort of pushing always Well, his to stand-up be, act's filthy. Yeah, and that's what and I'm saying. Is that, like, he will remind you of... All of his, all yeah, of his right, TV right, right. success has been... But he, like, everything he's done on TV has been the most cl- yeah. family... But all those came yeah. after Full House. And so, you know, instead of him selling out, the story is from Stamos that, you know, he wanted to kind of be this, like edgier like whatever the 90s version of his stand-up could right. be on network he figured yeah. that would be it and then instead of it being you know whatever like i don't know what would be cons- like anything just even like a 30 rock or arrested right. development it was you know the, the, the most successful the fucking so successful yeah so changing the subject about tj science what is your science background if any <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, we did this in the practice. Yeah. How did uh, you forget? You did, it, so you did it good in that one. You got it right sorry. down. Like, Every time I talk about John Stamos, I forget <laughs> where I am <laughs> and what I'm doing. Um, uh, you know, I, I've always liked physics. Uh, and, you know, obviously I have, you know, two degrees in physics. Uh, which right. Are, which is four degrees away from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but it is. Oh, it, is. it never it, gets tired. That joke. that's sort of one never of my favorites. Tired. And then you know, I, I, look, I, I obviously I was a chemist in the sense that I was a mixologist right. Uh, right after college. And a lot of people say to me, "Well, TJ, you know, that's not the same thing." You know, so I'm always like, "Why are you trailing off? Just finish it." And they're like, well, <laughs> "What are you going to do?" And I, "What do you mean? What am I going to do about it?" Oh, I didn't say that. That's not what I said. You can't hear me. I'm like, "Well, then print out. Then you know, use use and proper diction." Yeah. yeah. Enunciate. Choose your words. Yeah. I understand completely. <laughs> uh, all right. Here, we're going to do a science. I'm not quite done <laughs> with the number of degrees. Okay. And as a man who would say it's Dr. Miller, not T.J. Miller, I'm going to say, Brooks, it's Dr. Miller, not T.J. Miller. Because I also have a doctorate in calculus, which actually isn't even a science. Or is it? It's, it's a science of, the, of math. Well, you get, so this is, you're science. getting into math's area of expertise. Matt majored maths. in math. Yeah. Did you? Did you? You majored in math. I did. What'd you minor in? It's getting like, pussy, <laughs> slapping bitches. <laughs> what? No. What, what was it? <laughs> you made mustache. Look, that very small adult man is crying. <laughs> <laughs> that tiny, that baby with the mustache is did upset. You, was your major calculus? There wasn't. It doesn't like it's just math. In the UK, you don't you. It doesn't work like you. You pick your subject before you go to university, and you kind of had to stick to that unless you have a oh. reason to change. So there isn't like you don't major or minor in a subject. You just kind of. That's did you, you score pretty high? Did study. you score pretty high marks in marks. that major? Or no? Did you make? No, good I did grades? terribly. I did really badly. Did you really? Because oh yeah, yeah, no, I did well in my first year. 
Then I started doing comedy and stopped working. And in my second year, I failed and had to talk my way back in again. And you're I, like, they, I very nearly got thrown out. I should have been thrown out by rights. The whole time you're upset, you weren't asked to be in Hogwarts. Exactly. Too. Well, <laughs> everyone, everyone in the UK is from Hogwarts. It's kind of you know, it's, uh, it's like well, I was just like you are, be... it's like you being upset that you went in Ohio or something. It's just not <laughs> <laughs> everybody in America is from Ohio, right? Yeah. Um, Do you that that almost was frustrating to me because I could you're really Matt's a very smart guy. He is. And so I, I was almost frustrated because I, I was like, is he really, he's also great at math and he's really funny? Because you, you always hope that, that, you know, if you're not smart at math or any of the sciences or, you know, politics or anything, that stuff, that you hopefully are funny, you know? I mean, that's what I was thinking growing up. I was like, I don't know how but else I w- I'm going to make money. <laughs> I had the thing where I was really good at the subject at school and then went to university and became instantly mediocre. Yeah. Which, which I think fair, is a good experience for anyone to have in life. Like the experience is. of going from being the top. Like, I was, you this know, is at e- what school again? Wait, like, oh, university? Or Cornell. School? No, it's much better. Andy. <laughs> no, it was at Cambridge. Yes. So Wow, that's, that's, that's like the, the poor man's Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> that's unbelievable. It's the Harvard of universities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the Yale of Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I like Northeast Iowa Community College of Iowa Community College. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I went from you know being like like comfortably like I sailed through school and then university, which is like I'm not good at this anymore, Uh, which I think is a good experience because like in comedy that happens consistently. You know, you start off as you start off as the newest like open micer and then you and then you become like the best of the open micers and then you start doing pro gigs and you're suddenly right back down there. I'm I'm getting close to best of the open micers. (laughs) Going for that. Don't I wouldn't get ahead of yourself. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's sort of right. It's the big fish in a small pond, then jumping into the ocean. Yeah, you know, and then that seems to happen over and over again. And it is. It's a it's a forever experience in comedy. I think it's very humbling because it is. There's always you know there are people that I look at and I'm like, golly, if I could just that is it. They really have it figured if I could out. Just they, break his legs. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, right. But it, even just like if I can figure out how to you know get my head around whatever that person has their head around, then I'll really, then I'll sort of be set up. Like, and now it's more like, you know, how do you choose the things that you want to choose? Do the stuff that you want to choose. Brooks, stop (laughs) unbuttoning and buttoning your top button. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But it's, I, I look at those people and they're sitting there being like, man, I, I am the worst of these. Yeah. That's the craziest part about that. You know, it'll, it'll go on and on. It's Tom Cruise right now is thinking, Great, so now I'm like the worst. Everybody thinks I'm the worst of the action stars, you know? Yeah. It's something because I, I had a couple of sh- movies to miss. Yeah. And then he'll get Mission Impossible and it'll go up. And then somebody else in Hollywood, like George Clooney or someone, is like, why can't I read a good script? I'm uh, Now I'm back on b- the bottom. You know, it's that's the way. It's yep. a forever thing. I feel like Clooney has never felt that, but everybody else, yeah. Clooney does. Clooney goes home because, you know, he has an incredibly small penis, so he'll go home, <laughs> you know, kind of look in the mirror for a long time, and he's got to come to terms with the fact that, like, you know, no matter how handsome or how big of a movie star I am, I've still got this limp, wrinkled, flaccid, you know, it looks it looks like an albino shrimp that has never seen the light. So that was your last degree, was in George Clooney's dick. <laughs> Well, it wasn't a degree. It was an independent study. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I Did got you get college uh, credit. I got credit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we're gonna ask you science questions, but they're not question questions. It's just your opinion. Favorite scientist, TJ, Doctor Miller. 
Who's your favorite scientist? Oh, it's not multiple choice? No, no, no. It's just, it's just, it's just real quick questions. It doesn't have to be an explanation. You can just throw somebody out. It doesn't matter. Uh, Enrico Fermi. Oh, that's a new one. Oh. I, really, I did a project where I dressed up like him, I think in grade school. Even now, I'm questioning if it's Enrique. No, it can't be. That's Enrique Iglesias, who is my number two choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I, I, you know, he was involved in the Manhattan Project, and but also was staunchly uh, against nuclear war, which true? I think a few of us in this room are. I'm wearing a Fallout suit right now. <laughs> so yeah, that's my favorite. This apartment is very susceptible to nuclear. Uh, All right, I'm fine with winter. that. Winter, it's yeah. not going to be. Mostly because I got nuclear weapons. Okay, here we question. Question two: least favorite scientist. Your least favorite. Oh god. That fucking. Louis Pasteur, whatever the. <laughs> Who's that fucking asshole who's been pasteurizing everything? Yeah, I think yeah. we talked about him the other day. What's his he name? He was someone else. He was Luke. Mike Siegel's favorite scientist. Or yeah. was he a woman? Who cares? And who remembers? Nobody. Okay. I like my milk. <laughs> like, I like my women. Like, I like my high school theater. Raw. <laughs> of raw talent and materials. I like to see the milk culture on its own. Like a talented sophomore. Ridge Valley High. <laughs> Who portrays just a beautiful representation of death of a salesman? See, Willie, or makes sense. Well, there's no female parts, but she she took the tickets. Ooh, I like her. I want to be near her, but I'm older. Hey, TJ, you got to stop going to the high school. You saw the play once. You can't keep going back to that. Yeah, Each time I notice one. a new subtle nuance, Brooks, just like when I watch your stand-up. That's true. Oh. Each time I'll say, "Well, that's something I didn't notice mm. about Brooks." Oh, that's great. Uh, all right. Favorite element? Mm. Boron. I like That's it. at least three for boron so far. Favorite Australian animal? That's not a science question, you it's fucking animal. Fucking I know question. what this is. I am a doctor of Tom Cruise's <laughs> penis. Sorry. Of George Clooney's penis. Sorry. Of Roseanne. Rosie O'Donnell's penis. Was what I was going to say, but Roseanne Barr, you know, ran for president. She has a couple. So she made it onto the ballot. Her name was up there, right next to the real. If you ones. have enough money, you can do anything. But she you did. Want. We were trying to get her for set list for the TV show, oh, and really? then somebody yeah. was like, "Sorry, we can't have Roseanne. She's running for president." <laughs> oh my occupied. god! I mean, how high is she in Hawaii that she's like, "I suppose I'll run for president." Now. <laughs> I bombed real hard that I, I was in New York last week, and I opened election night of how of my one doesn't matter, one doesn't oh, count god. chant, and then people were in. I voted stick. And I go, you wasted an hour. You wasted an hour. You wasted an hour. <laughs> Opened with this. And they People hated loved it. it. Oh, no, I, <laughs> they, I, I thought the story was going oh, a real different man. direction. Lots That's of, why I now have a film deal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was awful. Favorite Australian animal. Um, you know, I, let me put it this way. I wish koala bears didn't live in Australia. <laughs> oh, I think I get what you're saying. I think so too. Next question. <laughs> uh, favorite constellation? The Little Dipper because he's always living in the shadow of his older brother. That Just like me. Big dude. Ryan Miller. Dennis Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the similarity now that you're talking about it. Uh, Carrot. Miller. <laughs> oh, he changed his name. <laughs> and with it, he changed our friendship. Barack Miller. Our, our and yeah. the world. <laughs> That's like me and my older brothers, the Brooks brothers. 
I hated that joke. Uh, best. Well, <laughs> you're gonna say I hated this guy. I thought maybe you had a brother named Dealin Brooks Dealin. Well, he's wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Best experiment you did in school? Any experiment, kindergarten through high school, something you liked? You know, there were a lot of them because we had pretty good science teachers. But for whatever reason, the one that I really remember is. Uh, you, you just you just do Brian out. Regan's bit right now. Yeah. The yellow <laughs> one is the sun. Uh, okay, go ahead. It's Sorry. a volcano. <laughs> uh, so I, I it was a balsa wood tower, and uh, we would build these towers with balsa wood and glue, and that's all you could use. And you had to make them structurally sound, and then he tested them by you put the tower, and then they'd put weights on them. Uh, yeah. And I remember. Uh, I can't believe it's slipping my mind now because it never went out of my name, my, like my mind. I think it was Scott. This kid Scott Crone. He, anyway, I shouldn't say if it says that, but this kid Scott won, and uh, I just I worked so hard. I was like, "This is so cool. I'm gonna pick." You know, you got to sort of decide your designs, and we'd cut the balsa wood and try and you know and make them. The, the winner the just like lays it on top and just a big pile. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just a pile like, of it. No gaps. No, it had to be some sort of something where it was like you probably like, had like rules. yeah, you probably only got a certain amount of balsa wood. That's right. Yeah, and so we sort of we put it all together. And you know, I obviously I bought more balsa wood. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You could buy just it on a tree, the just a balsa tree. Yeah. that you just sunk into the oh, grass. God, I was I was actually growing balsa in my <laughs> garden for that very purpose. Bonsai balsa. Dennis told you when you were uh, at three. He's like, listen, in sixth grade, you're going to have this experiment. Start growing now. Start listen, growing babe, balsa. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he's like, balsa wood, if babe. you're going to that, then you're going to have to get some balsa <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> This guy, we're, 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 this guy makes Casavetes look like Netanyahu. <laughs> Am I right? This guy. Uh, uh, and so we put we put it all together, and I remember, you know, he put it down. He was going to test the weight of mine. You know, some people, they put on 5, 10 pounds. It would start to creak. Then they'd put on 15, 20. It looked like it was going to break. 25 pounds, you know. And then other people, I mean, one I think held, you know, there's an all-time record, but one held like, I don't know, like 40 pounds or something like something like a child standing out of yeah damn. it was just a small balsa wood tower you know it's no bigger than my elbows <laughs> just have, elbows. you know my elbows are about three by four yeah and uh tj's known for having elbows like a tree yeah like, uh, like that's a why tree's he works elbow. in film so much you, you got tree yeah. elbows and a big face you're gonna you work be... got tree elbows you can work in children's film yeah huh? that's the rule uh, and they, so they put it down. They put five pounds on. It started to creak. And I was like, <laughs> uh, it'll hold. And then it smashed before he could put the second weight on. Uh, it was yeah. so embarrassing. Because, <laughs> you know, I was, I'm not the sharpest, you know, uh, tool in the bread box. But I, I personally, I think, like, you know, I still was pretty with it in school. And that was just so embarrassing. That's awful. That's a really, that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. All but, right. Last question. Yeah. Largest explosion you've ever been a part of? <laughs> when I was having huevos rancheros last night. <laughs> I was eating right outside of an orphanage, and there was a gas leak. And I lit a cigarette like I always do after a great huevos rancheros. And I flicked the match. It was actually the lighter. I flicked the whole lighter behind me, and the orphanage exploded. Good news is. Did you, did you is, turn around to look at it? Good news is none of my rice. I had already eaten my rice because that would have blown right off the plate. No, I didn't look behind me. I just walked yeah. towards my car in yeah. slow motion. Yeah, cool guys don't look at explosions. No, no, no. they blow stuff up. Were you eating with uh, Desayuno? Hmm? 
Reuting with Desayuno? Uh, I don't know. Is he a legal citizen of the United States? I'm still. I I want to see his college records. <laughs> That's a, he's a big time mover and shaker down in the Mexican meal. <laughs> in the Mexican meal scene. Yeah. yeah. The meal scene. Oh. All right. Oh. Well, uh, I wanted to talk about something so, that was... Also, we found out TJ is wanted for multiple arson mm. and murder Multiple. Uh, or, turns out orphan murder is a different yeah. kind of murder. You know, like, there's a is. different it's, classification just, for it. They bring it down to manslaughter because, you know... It's, you were just it's eating. It's better formed. for them anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad. Better it's, it's a better little bit, <laughs> a little bit true. <laughs> better off. All right. All right. This is related to the election that we just just came and went. Uh, that Brooks again didn't participate. Did in. not vote good, in. Good it. work. Excellent. One work doesn't on that. count. And you, hold on, you do believe that, or that's a joke? No, it's a joke. I also just didn't. I was like, ah, I'm not going to go in for this one. I'll go in to vote. Oh, so it's even worse. You don't even have a position. <laughs> you pretend to have a position, no, I don't, and then you don't. And then it's just laziness and drug addiction. <laughs> I will go in. By the way, vote. the rest of us drug addicts showed up to the polls and blew rails there off <laughs> yep. the asses as those frump-a-dump pollsters. <laughs> frump-a-dump. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, come on, guys. Did your one vote? Did, they, did he win by one? It matters. No, it he, still he matters. won. Here's what's hilarious. In any other situation, Brooks would maybe have an argument <laughs> when it's like 75%, 25%. But in this case, he did win by like 300,000 votes. So if there's another 300,000 total losers right. <laughs> just getting high, high on their fucking ceilings and they're like, well, one does Capra. Then <laughs> we're fucked. Romney's president. Yeah, suddenly yeah. you can't, your girlfriend can't get an abortion when you're like, hey, wait, do I wear a condom? <laughs> <laughs> or was I supposed to vote today? <laughs> I don't even, remember, but now my life is ruined. <laughs> you didn't even get to vote on the condoms or not with the porn stars. You didn't I know. I voted. I voted in the last election. I voted for weed in the last election. I'll go. I'll go out for stuff I believe in. You have driven porn stars out of our city. People were saying San Fernando Valley is going to get it. No, not really. But that is that. That could impact the economy. Oh, so now there's not going to be a boogie nights oh, too. It, no, yeah. it, no, it'll impact the economy because they'll just take it to elsewhere. LA County, Place they don't know. have to yeah. wear. Yeah. Anyway, so in this election, there was, uh, do you guys know um, Paul Brown? He's a congressman from Georgia. Have you heard no. of him? No. He doesn't believe in evolution or the Big Bang Theory or the teachings of embryology. He doesn't believe in the Big Bang Theory? Hasn't he seen it? It's, it's a delightful <laughs> CBS sitcom. Yeah, the Kelly Cuoco. But the messed up thing is he's also a member of the House <laughs> Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. This guy who believes that the Earth is 9,000 years old. Evolution doesn't exist. Nor is does he the, big... the one who gave that speech? If anything, yeah. it's eighty. He said that he said old. that uh, all those areas of science <laughs> are the direct quote is those are lies straight from the pit of hell, according to a congressman who was elected. And this wouldn't be as bad, except that he was just reelected and he ran unopposed. But where is he in Georgia? But in this district, Charles Darwin got four thousand write-in votes. Oh, really? That's how people protested this guy. Yeah, there was a big campaign. So the, the guy who won got sixteen thousand votes. But 4,000 votes went to Charles Darwin. I bet he, I bet he has a sweet assessed Barilla voice. There's a yeah. real southern I, 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 I say, I say, those I'll that believe you. in uh, evolution. Uh, I'll tell you, they come straight from the pit of hell. Wait, what do you mean the pit of hell? You know, those large books that are bound and have all the... In- you mean textbooks? You shut your mouth. <laughs> Don't use that language in my house. The devil buried the textbooks <laughs> in the ground, so when we drug them up, they think that we had a dinosaur. <laughs> this kind of talk... Made me spill my peach iced tea. <laughs> Do you want to hear what his actual theories were about how, how yes, Earth I is? Yes, I want to hear okay. more about his he said, theories. Not, not, this is the exact quote the uh, 
some editorializing with the accent. Now, you see, there are, there are a lot of scientific data that I've found out as a scientist that actually show that this is a really young Earth. I don't believe that the Earth is about 9,000 years old. I believe it was created in six days as we know them. That's what the Bible says. Um, later on, he says, I'm going to drop the accent now. 9,000 years after the last saying, giant yeah. impact, there likely <laughs> were several big impacts during the growth of the planet. Um, the surface of Earth to a considerable depth likely was molten rock, he said. Um, let's see. Bah, 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 bah. What else does he say about? I don't. Is this? We don't need to hear what he, the guy who doesn't know what he's talking that's about. That's so crazy. I, yeah, but I, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That last part I was quoting an actual scientist who was saying what the Earth was doing. Uh, hold on a second. No, You're really no. why you checked that out? I'm I jumping around too the, much. But this, the, the condoms. The guy is a member of a committee on science, which he should not be. Absolutely not. It's it's crazy too that uh, it's so sad. It's so weird that they would want to teach. It's just a separation of church and states thing. Like it's like to, the idea of teaching creationism as an option is like it's not really it's not really the point. They can learn if if you really if family values are so paramount in the Christian culture, then why not just emphasize that that should be taught at home, not taught in the schools? It's so bizarre. But I guess they do believe that dinosaurs are lies. I would too if there was hard evidence of it that was presented to me. In every possible way. Right. But I just still think, you know, if porn is more about, you know, this idea of kind of fantasy. And so if you have people wearing condoms, it's sort of letting reality crash into fantasy. And the industry is already really well regulated. I mean, the one time that there was a case of HIV in the last two years, they shut down production for weeks and the, the economy of pornography suffered. I think it was syphilis, wasn't it? HIV, that hasn't happened yet in the industry. It was a case of HIV. It was like, really? Wow. Yeah, a few years ago. Also, I have to... So that's place. my point. Is I, like he, the, he, people like that should not be on committees for science. Dude, no, of I was not. I was driving yesterday in, around Hollywood. It's just the ultimate don't have... Ki- don't, kids aren't supposed to live here because every billboard is just AIDS. Like It's just fucking condoms everywhere. And if, you're, if yeah. I was like seven, I'd be like, Mom, what's going what on with these fucking billboards? Like... Yeah, well, special balloons. You're right. You're not driving around Irvine, you know, like like Orange County, being like, well, there's certain seem to be a lot of billboards saying, you know, get tested. That there really is most of the billboards in Hollywood proper. There's more than any one kind. It's not even for movies. It's free HIV test. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, so much AIDS. So it's much like, more important than getting the word out about ghost protocol. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't know. Ghost protocol is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but that will make you wither and die from the <laughs> system that is affected. By the way, I just have to correct what I was saying. The guy, he was, the wording was weird because he's Southern. He said, I don't believe that the Earth's but about 9,000 years old. So he was saying he does believe the Earth is 9,000 years old. So in this article, they talked to scientists about, um, you know, what would have happened if, if something cataclysmic happened 9,000 years ago to create the Earth, what it would be like now. And they were saying 9,000 years after... The last giant impact, um, the surface of the Earth would likely mo- still be molten rock. So, like in nine thousand years, I mean, basically they're just disproving. There's no possible way in any scenario the Earth could be nine thousand years old because we'd still be living on this planet of molten rock. And but no one really believes it anyway. So it's like, how, how did this guy ever come to power? But people do really believe it. I mean, yeah, logic, no one listening to our saying? podcast needs convincing. Like, wait, what's this? So yeah, but it's just bonkers. This guy ran unopposed, is on a committee for science. It's just bad news. Yeah, yeah. I would love yeah. to fuck that guy with a dinosaur skull. Ooh, <laughs> those are expensive. That's my answer. You can get them. You can get a whole. Nick of them. Cage had one. Nicholas Cage had a, a dinosaur, dinosaur skull, yeah, like yeah. a T Rex skull or something. You know, and he had a meteor, a real meteor that he thought was from Krypton. Earth. 
He's a big Superman fan, right? I'm he wanted sure. to name his kid. That's probably why he wanted to, yeah. All right. Um, okay, here's this. I just like the lingo in this story. It's about how they found a wandering planet near uh, Earth's solar system, like a planet that doesn't orbit uh, a star, which they weren't sure if that was real or not. But then they found one. It's the closest planetary body to our solar system. Uh, they think it might have been a brown dwarf, which I looked up, which is a substellar object, which uh, is too low in mass to, dis- to sustain hydrogen one fusion. So it can't be a, a star. Okay, but anyway, I just like the lingo here. They call this this uh, wandering planet a groupie to uh, the A.B. Dorades moving group, a band of 30 young stars that travel through space together. Yeah, this is quite, this is super rare. Like, there's, They've discovered a few things like this, uh, but this is the, by far the closest to Earth. So it's a planet that doesn't orbit a star. No, Does, but I like how I also like how they say these 30 young stars just, kick around space together like the hottest like stars in the group. Like yeah. the sharks yeah. and the jets. With this little yeah. brother planet that tags along it. Can yeah. I come? Oh, Listen, we're the, we're the young stars around galaxy right now. Stars that have switchblades. Yeah. Yeah. Are you having sex with those stars? <laughs> no, they just like my company. I'm helping them. <laughs> I am amused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get to carry that I get to carry their stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. They let me in. So, what does it mean, though? It's, it's, so, there are some planets that are just kind of going around. They're the just universe. fucking blast across space, not really orbiting anything, but, and they weren't sure. They theorized yeah, that this just, could happen, and then this just this floating is the in first, space. Yeah. Like at first, they think they, you know, they, at first they thought there was a star. There's, there's still a slim possibility. There's like a twenty, fifteen to twenty percent chance that what they're actually picking up on their telescopes is a star that's much further away. Like oh, okay. Like, there's this possibility, but they're pretty damn sure from the data they've got and from the spectrum, from the light they've got off it, that it's that it's a planet that's pretty near to Earth. Right. In it's like how right terms. now, like, I'm either seeing Matt Kirshen across the table from me or, or Burt Chuck. Reynolds, like, 100 yards away. Oh, yeah, either is, or. Yeah. yeah. He is 300 yards away, <laughs> hovering. I, I mean, I, I don't... Yeah, that's pretty crazy. The more I learn about the universe, the, the more insignificant and small... Not insignificant, but y- you really realize this is so small. My the thing that I always think about, when, especially when I'm taking off in a plane, is that it's just we're like ants in the universe. We're just this. We yeah. consider ourselves complex organisms, but there's probably much more complex and also much bigger. Yeah, and like not even ants from like from an astronomical point of view, we're so tiny compared to it. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. Infinite like well, yeah, when you small. take off on a plane from you know, when the plane goes up to however many. Yeah. Tens of thousands, of, like thousands of feet or whatever. Compare if you're looking at it from even from the moon, it's barely like it is just like a sort of flea hopping across the, the surface yeah. of the Earth. It's a tiny little dude. There's oh, a, so doing? like if Earth forming, so there's a hundred billion stars, and if Earth forming was a one in a billion chance, this means it's a hundred Earths, which is crazy to me. Like a hundred, yeah. There's probably more life sustaining planet. There's a large. It's fairly likely that. Out in the universe, there are other life-sustaining planets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the life... Here's the problem. This is why we're trapped in the prison that is the tragedy of our consciousness. Is like, we, you know, probably on these other planets, the, the uh, organisms weren't necessarily self-aware. Because most organisms aren't. Right. And so we just happen to develop in a way with the, you know, all the things, the climate around us, the resources, the heat the temperature where we were when the big bang happened all that sort of stuff contributes to just this really weird i think infinitesimal chance of all ending up with what we are now which is like 
organisms that are just smart enough to be but like, also it's but wait, hold on. There's a planet traveling with the stars. But what does that mean about my life? Should right. I have married Cheryl or should we have just moved in together for a while? It's like the worst possible ending. And it's like we're not even the end of I don't believe this is the end of, of evolution. It might prove to be to our detriment that we're aware of ourselves and that we question things like that. Like organisms that don't question things don't self-destruct. Look how happy don't. dumb people are, man. Yeah. Dumb people are so happy. But look oh, how- yeah, I was having sex with one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't she couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, it might not be to our advantage eventually to be this this self-aware and this, uh, you know, oh, we, full of ennui and uh, restlessness about our place in this No, I think universe. definitely not, because we're not. We're also, I mean, how much smarter do you want to be? But we're also not smart enough to, like, figure out how to solve all these conflicts. It's like, you know, if there may be a stage of evolution after this where animals are able to be like, you know what? These are the problems, but, you know, we've got to get over them. We're smart enough to sort of get past yeah. them. And we're not. We're just, you know, we're like, there's billboards that are like, want to quit smoking because you know that you should and you, you want to, can't. but you yeah. can't. And it's like, c- go to this website. It's just all very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Or just maybe, maybe you don't need that many shiny things on your hands. Like if you, <laughs> if you have like one, yeah, I mean, maybe one fewer shiny Stone on you. On and I mean, we like do it too. It's like, thing I know I shouldn't you, have these shots. I'm wasted. I shouldn't drink this. But I'm going to. What yeah. the fuck am we doing? But that makes you feel good. And it does. It works. You know, it works. You can't no, argue it with doesn't. the results. Yeah, the results are I get asked to leave places. <laughs> you're, you're well, that's because you have no self-control. But I think that it's more about, you know, yeah, we all, we all drink and we, we smoke or do whatever because... You know, it's it's at least some sort of physical departure from constantly kind of questioning or at least thinking about sort of what is this? Was it going right? I'm going to push off the idea that I'm dying. Pete Holmes has a great bit about that. You know, just that that's sort of a pretty co- consistent problem. And I that's that's why I don't love thinking about astronomy. It's yeah. too big. You know, and I, I beat the shit. I, I was in uh, my postgraduate studies. You know, I think it was. That must have been my fifth year in the PhD. It's so drunk the first year I was there. <laughs> and I beat the shit out of an astronomist. Uh, and he, because he was like, I'm an astronomer. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, you know? So I, I really and then beat right the hell before out of that, him. Stephen Hawking was, he was walking around. <laughs> no, you're, you don't want. You're what put him no, in ha- the chair. No, 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 no. Hawking, <laughs> no, Hawking was around. I was glad he didn't see us because he would beat, he could, he used his mind to, to kick you in the dick. What? <laughs> But uh, that's, that's actually his. Uh, that's what he calls his assistant. His mind. Yeah. Yeah. Go kick him in the dick. <laughs> or is, is that what? like it's pronounced Mindy? <laughs> Mindy. Shut up. Kaling. Shut up, my mind. <laughs> Go write the office. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's why I don't like astronomy because it sort of reminds you constantly of that's that's why botany for me has oh, been one of the greatest sciences. That's Science why. That's plants. how you got into the bonsai balsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bonsai balsa. Dude, botany is a huge like I'm a huge I love uh, exploration like explorers um, and Captain James Cook is like my favorite explorer and the whole reason he got to go do his thing was uh, this really really rich dude in England at the time was really into botany and he's like I want to go 
do botany, but he needed to he he needed to pick uh, a captain who was below him in social standing. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I can fucking boss this guy around, this James Cook dude. So he like appealed to the king, got kept got Cook made into a captain, and then was like, I'm going with you on this trip around the world, and then I'll just secretly run the ship. And then when, but then once they got out, like James Cook is like a badass. He's like, badass. Get, sit the fuck down, man. Yeah. We're going to Australia. Shut up. Kevin Cook, I think there's, I stayed in a, a hotel named after him in Alaska. Really? I mean, so it I would make sense. Alaska, He's been so. in Alaska. Yeah. And then he got killed in Hawaii. Uh, so did Roseanne Barr. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I stayed at the, I didn't stay at the Sir Francis Drake in San Francisco, but I went in because I was like, badass explorer. I'm going to check out what his hotel's all about. Nice. Uh, and I stole a, uh, a thing from their Christmas tree because I was like, "Well, this is mine now." <laughs> Good work, Sir Francis Drake's a badass. Well, that's what Sir Francis Drake could have done. Yeah, he's a pirate. You just pretend that that was Takes one of shit. Yeah. Well, oh, the natives now. have some kind of trinket upon their tree. Yeah, belongs to this. All right, tree. Yeah. I shall take it. For it the is queen. ours now. Yeah. <laughs> so you like botany though? That's your that's your game. Yeah, Your because Majesty it makes you focus on things that are sort of, you know... You can control it. You get to play yourself, God a little yeah. bit. You get to yeah. grow stuff. It's real neat. Or you get to pretend that you're like a bee. Mm-hmm. Which I do Just anyway. Pollinating. Just pollinating. Whenever I'm doing my botany, I always wear a striped shirt. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. Black and Just yellow. Just like Wiz Khalifa <laughs> says. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. What's T- Why is TJ out there making buzz sounds? He's gardening. This is how he does his gardening. Hello, <laughs> carnations. <laughs> Matt, do you have something for us? Yeah. Well, you know how you guys were always going on about how the great white sh- shark is uh, evolved directly from mega shark. Yeah, yeah. Always. That's, you can't shut us up about that. TJ, yeah, that's, that's his bit, his closer. Um, turns out you're going to yeah. need to write some new material because that is wrong. What? A new fossil discovery. Canceling my dates in Vegas. A new, <laughs> new fossil discovery has helped quell 150 years of debate over the origin of great white sharks. Um, this new fossil called Carcharodon hubbelli, which is a nice, cute little name, uh, has been described by U.S. scientists, shows intermediate features between the present-day predators and smaller prehistoric mako sharks. Uh, they previously thought it came from the mega shark, which they, which is pretty massive, by the way. Here's a picture... Uh, I'll sh- show you these guys. There's a picture of the great white shark next to mega shark, and you can see it's positively dwarfing it. Whoa! It's like four times bigger. Yeah, oh, it's way more than that. That's it's uh, five times. Well, just lengthwise, but then every other way times. it would be. Yeah, it's 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 huge. It's uh, it's about sixteen meters long. That's nuts. Um, okay, this is off topic for a second, but uh, you huh. were talking about Vegas, TJ. You. Can go to the Magic Castle, right? It made me think of Chris Angel. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm I'm a member, a magician member of the Magic. How did Castle. this happen? Well, I'm a I'm a skilled juggler, right? You know, I can juggle clubs, what we call them, pins, but uh, and and you know, I, I'm a five ball juggler, and I do cigar boxes, and so I went to the Magic Castle. Wait, wait, wait! I, I, are you joking right now? No, no, no. This is all no, true. No, I'm serious. That's why. Do- that's why there's statuettes of W.C. Fields everywhere. You're not kidding right now. You can juggle Yeah, because he no. was a great juggler. By 19, he was a world-famous juggler. So, I can, yeah, and I can juggle torches and knives and all that sort of stuff. Rings, what? whatever you say. Balancing, contact juggling. I do it all. Um, you know, I don't do that much. But, uh, and so I called to ask about membership to the Magic Castle because I love the idea of it. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, 
um, are you a magician? I said, no, you know, cause I, I was one of those kids. I think a juggler is someone who wants to be a magician, but doesn't have the patience. Right. Because so when did you start juggling? In sixth grade, I think they, they had it in sort of as physical in PE. It's sort of as a physical education for a week. We tried to learn how to juggle. It was like, the, I just got addicted. Yeah. It was very the, compulsive. It was the day after you did your uh, balsa thing broke and you're like, yeah. well, I got to find a new career. <laughs> Guess I better start busking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I started juggling then. I just kind of taught myself. And after everybody else left, and hacky sack was really big in school at this time. Yeah. So everybody else was playing hacky sack, which to me, I was like, no one's entertaining anyone by playing hacky sack. That's an insight into how my mind thinks. And I said, well, that's just for them. They're doing that for themselves to be cool. To no be one's the best gathered hacky. around one person applauding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or that would be the Matt Kirschen version. For me, it was like, you know, these people are playing hacky sack and they're just getting better for their own. It's for their own purposes. And if I learned how to juggle, then I could sort of make other people happy. I could entertain other people. And so and, and so I, I sort of started juggling and then got really compulsive about it. And I don't really juggle in public because I think that, I don't know, it makes me nervous and I usually drop. I've done it a bunch, but it's not like a thing that I ever wanted to do. So then it more became a thing that I was doing for myself. But... um so what did you have to do? You have to audition for the Magic Castle. Well, yeah, they they auditioned. They said, "I said, well, I'm a juggler, but not a magician." They said, "Well, we don't really take jugglers," and I I knew that there was a W. C. Fields room, and uh, there's uh, the great great grandson or the great grandson of W. C. Fields. Yeah, they got the, the there. trick pool table in there. They have the pool table. They have some of his original cigar boxes. So well, I can do cigar boxes, and the way I phrase it is, I said, which are you know I think. Uh, the most uh, akin to an illusion of any of the juggling arts. And they sort of liked that, and they liked that I knew who W.C. Fields was. I'm sure they need money. And so they had me come <laughs> in to audition. And, you know, some people are there just amateur magicians. They come in and they try a couple tricks, and if they just show that they're really passionate about magic, they can be a member. And so I came in, and I was juggling for them, and really quickly they were like, all right, all right, we've seen the juggling. Let's see the cigar boxes. And I'm quite a good cigar box juggler. So I did a fairly impressive freestyle routine, and they said, all right, you're, we'd love you to be a member. I found out like a couple days later. I remember being very nervous, much more nervous than I've <laughs> yeah, been. Yeah, you've like auditioned like for that. SNL and shit, and you're yeah. more nervous about... Yeah. yeah uh, do you was, go there a lot now that you're a member? Do you actually take advantage of it? I try to. My girlfriend now doesn't really love going to it, but I, yeah, I, if there's ever, I'm always looking for a reason to go. Let me put yeah. that. I've been there once and it was fun. It's it pretty is fun. So fun. Also, like, I, I, I can juggle, but I can't do cigar boxes, so, like, I need to learn that if I want to. Yeah, I'll right, you have to tricks. find out some, or you just learn how to juggle scarves and then figure out how to pull a scarf out of your thumb, right. you know? I'll tell you what I can do because a friend of mine uh, I used to live with a comic who used to be a magician and he had a whole lot of stuff around Mm -hmm. and you know like the invisible cane trick like the the sort of floating cane the 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 cane that dances around like I can do that and that that is that there's a sort of knack to it it's like you you sort of have to there's an invisible thread but you need to kind of get a swing going otherwise it just goes all over the place you need to kind of get a rhythm right and your hand dances around it kind of so it's yeah exactly that yeah it's always yeah, yeah but I can do that I wonder if I could just I think that, show up with that routine that would get you in yeah. that really would if you said that and you said I really care about magic they'd be like yeah let's do it I feel like there has to be a slight element to it that's similar to this uh, the Eagles Lodge in Portland which was one of the venues at Bridgetown did you do that uh, I was in there. I don't think I did it. I, I joined the lodge just so that we could use it as a venue for the festival, and they're just so hard up because nobody in our generation joins those fraternal orders. Is that, is that like a sort of like a Masons? It's but like a, yeah, it's like a Buffalo, you know, it's like an Eagle Elk, all those things. A Buffalo Wild those, Wings? 
Exactly. It's like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Exactly. So they, they're so hard up for young people that they just, uh, it, was, it was just like rubber stamping me to get in. I did have to lie and say that I believed in a higher power. Uh, I had to sign <laughs> something. Like the questions were so great. Like in order, it was like, do you believe in a higher power? Do you like to dance? And then like, which kind? Circle salsa, circle, uh, you know, uh, merengue, whatever kind of. And then, <laughs> then I was signed in and it was a swearing in ceremony where everybody had podiums for the different officers, but two of the four were, couldn't come because they were in the hospital with you know, various <laughs> diseases, of, <laughs> diseases of aging. Um, and the president, like, the president of it was, uh, was sort of a poly- he was like, Maybe spill my water with diseases of aging. Because it sounds like a guy trying to make something sound better, but it didn't. It just makes it sound much worse. You know, you have one of those diseases of aging. What is that? You're dying. (laughs) I I like that much better. I thought I made it sound good. I guess he still doesn't (laughs) like the fact that he's dying. So I'm a member of the Eagles Lodge. I love the idea that there's just this one club where it's just all 80-year-olds and then a middle Andy. Yeah. Wearing yeah. a little skull cap and doing merengue. <laughs> just... Yeah, he's, he's like, have you guys heard Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. 5? <laughs> well, get ready to have your dicks blown out of the back of your catheters, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Wood! And his backup magician's assistant juggler, T.G. Rutfeller. <laughs> Wait, can I, can I just edit out the part where you say get ready to have your that's gonna be my <laughs> intro for any comedy show why wouldn't you use that audio with the catheter yeah that's a good that's a i like the catheter <laughs> just for some <laughs> get ready <laughs> oh what let's a get trick. it clean one more time no. okay. what? Oh. ladies and gentlemen get ready to have your asshole suck up into your intestines go through your throat and make an O shape with your puckering lips Andy Wood <laughs> ringtone nice oh my god that's <laughs> the worst if, if that was your own ringtone I'd stop doing the podcast now was everybody else imagining the asshole as like a piece of calamari yeah kind of like an annular a little bit well, that's uh, what that word means it's kind of what calamari yeah calam- that's I think the appeal. Not what calamari means, but uh, it's always been the appeal of calamari for yeah. me. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah. So I wanted to know. Uh, you said you were, when you did Do your you guys cigar have breaded assholes. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you serving it with marinara or some sort of hollandaise? Well, we call them onion rings, but that's what they are. <laughs> you want some blooming asshole? <laughs> <laughs> the blooming asshole. Uh, I, I, started, I love the spring. I started our house on fire when I was little, trying to make a blooming onion. One time, I just boiled a bunch of oil. And then threw an, put an onion in it and just <laughs> spilled and started on fire. Boiling. Of course, that's a horrible idea. Jesus, that's the medieval way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I was just, just boiling like, oil. That's just an, onion, of, an onion that insulted your honor. No, so your, much vegetable yeah. oil, like in a full in a pot, and I get it bubbling real good, and then put <laughs> just, just, a, drop an onion just cut an onion up, and was like, "This is how you make onion rings," and it just was like, <laughs> and just started exploding. And this just was last imagining week. little Brooks like being like. <laughs> Mm, that oil's boiling real good. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to drop in the onions. That's exactly. Step one. Let's add, uh, some, step two. Let's add some water to this equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you a real troublemaker when you were growing up? Uh, I don't know. I had older brothers who were pretty mean, uh, so I was kind of quiet, and they just kind of fucked with me. And then I was just quiet. And then at school, I was like, I would do well in, enough in school to where I could get, like, when my parent, when teachers would call my house and be like, Brooks was saying, like, uh, bad language in class. They'd be like, "No, oh, no, it wasn't, Mom. I get straight A's." And she'd be like, "Okay, I believe Brooks." I love that. I also love. Uh, he was saying bad language. <laughs> it's just you being like bad language, yeah. bad, bad language. language, bad language, calamari <laughs> asshole. 
Uh, but yeah, it was real. It was very important to get my mom on my side anytime I realized there was going to be a problem with the teacher. Like I'd Why come not? home and yeah. be like, "Listen, she doesn't get me, mom." Did you have a supportive mother? Uh, yeah, yeah, super supportive. Andy, supportive mother. Very, yeah. Matt, in a kind well, of all, Jewish mother of a well, very no, way. All English kids are orphans. Yeah, you didn't have That's parents. Right. What do you? Yeah, mean? I tried to. I tried to. Oh, by mom, oh I meant, God, I meant like the kind of matron of the orphanage. Oh, uh, I forget what I TJ. I saw that movie where you put your parents. <laughs> Fit, the matron of the orphanage. What was the... You know, she was always a real supportive mother to me. She would come <laughs> yeah. downstairs and be like, Matt, I'm giving you a little extra gruel. <laughs> You've been so funny. You can be anything you want to be. Uh, double porridge Even Sundays. free? No! Yeah. Not free! You... <laughs> You work before you get it. <laughs> TJ, you put your parents in a, uh, a video, right? It's, what's it, yeah. a video called? I watched it and I was like, wait, those are his real parents? Yeah, I'm having a difficult time killing my parents is the name. It was a Sundance short mm-hmm. that I did with my actual parents. And yeah, my father hated doing it, didn't want to do it, and then now loves it. Oh, yeah. but my, yeah, That's a definite dad move. Mother, that's I a dad move. That's that Jay-Z complex. I think if you have a really supportive mother, yeah. you usually end up being a really successful comedian. Isn't that Pete Holmes' strategy, or strategy, his theory? Like he has, it was his uh, strategy, though. He'd be like, Mom, be <laughs> nice me to more. me. Support me more. One day, I'm going to get that E-Trade money. <laughs> E-Trade money. So, TJ, you were mentioning you were doing your cigar box, and it was, it was freestyle, you said, in your audition, right? Yes. And you're also a talented, I would assume, a freestyle rapper. Uh, not really. I mean, no? I'm not really a great... I'm trying to segue here. Just ra- go with me. Okay. Yeah, I am. I do it in my car all the time. <laughs> Someone give me a beat, and I'll talk about the Clip 6 crew. <laughs> because uh, there was a recent study done at the National Institute on Deafness and Other Communication Disorders, NIDCD, at the National Institute of Health. To test deafness, they used the extended play EP. <laughs> exactly. The, the music CD I did. Uh, they, they scanned people's brains while they were freestyle rapping to see which parts of the brains that you... Which parts of the brains? Mm. Brains. Which parts <laughs> of the brain that you... And he's a zombie. <laughs> he's a zombie rapper. Um, and the findings showed that uh, when you're freestyle rapping, it, it, it fires up a lot of different parts of your brain than just reciting something that you were memorized. They had these um, 12 freestyle rap artists who had at least five years of rapping experience. They note that's the cutoff, five years of rapping to get in this study. Those four-year freestylers yeah, no, are fucking <laughs> bullshit. Do some homework. Their brains barely fire. Uh, they, pre- they performed two tasks using an identical eight-bar musical track. For the first track, they improvised rhyming lyrics and rhythmic patterns guided only by the beat. In the second task, they performed a well-rehearsed set of lyrics. And during the freestyle rapping, they noticed that um, the medial prefrontal cortex, which is the brain region responsible for motivation of thought and action, that fired up, but um, they noticed less action in the dorsolateral prefrontal regions that normally play a supervisory role. So like the part of the brain that normally like keeps you in check like is the parental part. Um, just that part was staying out of the way and letting their creative part go more it wasn't like regulating them when they were freestyling and i was i was i was talking about this i was looking at this article thinking about uh i don't could you do you care about talking about your your brain surgery is that something you're okay no actually i was just about to bring that up um because interestingly enough i don't that's all in the frontal lobe region right it's all in the frontal lobe even even the part that regulates the right frontal lobe was what that's where the bleed really was that was where my avm was Wait, what, what was it for? We have like a lot of like real technical listeners who know this shit. Yeah, I have some brain... Oh, so I have an arterial venous malformation, or had one, that was removed, and it hemorrhaged, and then the bleeding sort of increased the activity in that region of my brain while I was shooting Yogi Bear 3D. 
So <laughs> it's just, it's it was. It's the craziest thing that's ever happened to any person <laughs> is to go crazy inside of Yogi Bear 3D. <laughs> uh, but you know, so the activity really increased in that area, and it sort of there were personality changes that I underwent while that was happening. And um, yeah, but it's interesting because there is a you know one of the internists had a theory that that part of my brain was already very active. Yeah. And because just because of my biology, and that then this sort of made it more active, and that it was prone to hemorrhaging, which ended up being a good thing because you know usually that's found in autopsy, and AVM is found after someone dies from it, or it never affected them. But for the most part, it's very rare. It's like point oh one percent of people get it, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's point one percent, point oh one. It's really. Really, really small. small. And those people that they do find it in almost all are dead. Right. And the reason is because the bleed happens and then it leads to a stroke or whatever. And, you know, my brain is it's, it's pretty active in that respect. And so he felt that the bleed happened sooner than it would. And because it happened slowly, because it was already overactive in the first place, mm-hmm. then they were able to catch it and remove it rather than, I probably would have died in my mid thirties, I think. And didn't you also say, I think I heard you say this on Pete Holmes podcast, that the fact that you were drinking during this period might've slowed it and saved your life. Certainly not slowed it. But what it was is that because I was drinking consistently while I was in uh, New Zealand and it was lack of sleep really is mm-hmm. so in that both were a symptom of depression and I, I sort of was really depressed and I was sleeping maybe one, two hours, three hours a night, then doing a 16 hour shoot, Jeez. talking to fake bears, which already kind of <laughs> makes you lose it. And, you know, the, the, that because of all that behavior, and this is what a neurologist said to me, he's like, you know, because you were doing those things, you we caught this thing earlier. And so in a way that all those, you know, he's this foreign guy. Dr. Stokel, he's amazing. All those Cedar sinai guys totally saved my life. But one guy's like, you know, uh, because of these, you know, bad behaviors, which I don't want you to do, you know, from now on, but because you were lucky, these bad behaviors ended up saving your life. And, uh, and that was pretty funny. But it's, you know, he, the thing was, is it's like, just like not sleeping at all, getting blackout drunk, which isn't really getting blackout drunk, but like, getting drunk all the time and not sleeping and even depression, you know, depression is a serious toll on your, and then stress is another thing that is very affecting. So now I almost always get eight hours, eight or nine hours of sleep. And I, I try and keep my stress level down. Although that's hard for a person like me, but you know, I, because you're continually at risk for this thing. I thought the surgery, no, pretty the much... surgery corrected it, but it's, you know, I'm still on anti seizure medications. I'm on cat Okay. Lamictal and stuff. So I still, um, but it's it is it's it would only be the you know because there's a hole where my brain is. There's about the size of a golf ball is gone from my brain. So did you notice wow. any personality changes or ability changes? No, after the and that, that was a big that was a big question that I asked right before. I said, you know, is this going to change my personality? Because I kind of make my money <laughs> being like a sort of fun guy to be around. If I'm just barely a fun guy to be around then it's going to be a real problem. And he said, you know, I don't think so. And that was it. Because <laughs> there really, you know, there wasn't an option. I don't it was, think so. Good night. Well, the option, there are two options. It's sort of everybody gathered around. It was all kind of the best neurologist 
because my my agent Ario Manuel, his brother is a famous oncologist who sort of put in a call to the the, the doctors that he knew in Cedar Sinai. So it's all these best tough guys, and they said, "Isn't that yeah. who? Isn't that the entourage?" Dude, say is uh, who's based on mm-hmm. right? Yeah, isn't he Rahm Emanuel's brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? It's so crazy. What oh, a, sorry. What a hyper successful. Yeah. That's that nuts. doesn't make you feel bad about your families. <laughs> so hang on. One of his brothers, Rob Manuel, one of his brothers is a top oncologist. Yeah. One of them, yeah, they're all super, super huge, most famous people in their fields, essentially. But anyway, so all these, you know, these doctors said, you don't have to get the surgery. We sort of stopped the, the bleed and we can... Uh, embolize it because that's what they did originally is they did an embolization where they go in through my thigh yeah and with this very smallest of tools yeah run a line up and then perform the surgery it's basically like, they, like super gluing it. that's yeah. my major in college was cardiovascular mechanics so yeah so they do shit. that a lot with you know veins that uh are are, are corroding or the, right exactly <laughs> yeah when you have embolize them. yeah because you don't so need all bizarre, of them. by the way just what like if you came from say yeah 40 years ago, like 40 years in the past, and like you, you know, you woke up out of whatever f- like coma, and, and they're like, Yeah, we need to operate in your brain, so just drop your trousers. I mean, that's really, the but they go, well. Yeah, they go in through there's the groin, there's vein by the groin, Femoral and, that, artery. and the, that's the one that you cut if you want to bleed somebody out, is you right. cut the vein in your thigh, not your neck, and that's where they used to get to the heart as well. And they, yeah, yeah, and so they embolized it, and then they said, Now we can leave. These, but you'll be at risk because an AVM, it's a malformation that doesn't work. So it's a part of your brain that it's a congenital disease. You're born with it. It's not even a disease. It's a congenital uh, condition, right? And so you'd sort of, you know, my brain developed not using that section of my mind, which obviously affected my biology to a certain extent. But that, you know, the brain always does that. If you have damage early on, it sort of learns how to do it without that part of the brain. So removing it, that's what they said, is they go, look, we, need, we should remove it, and we, it will always remain unstable and subject to hemorrhaging. So we think it should be removed. Now, you know, it's important. The only one guy told me this, actually, later. When they go, you know, it's important for you to know that there's a 10% fatality rate for this surgery. So one out of every 10 Ooh. people that go into this, you know, w- would die. That's fucking a that's huge mortality rate. Not yeah. that low. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not great. It's not nothing. It's not great. It's not one in 100. It's not even one in 20. And, uh, yeah, and no, I said, well, you know, what happens if you don't get it? And he's like, you know, nothing's guaranteed. You might go the rest of your life being fine. You may have a stroke, you know, when you're 35. We don't really know, but this is a recommendation. And I was kind of like, you know, well, let's just roll the dice. It doesn't, yeah. that stuff isn't really, Pete Holmes will always talk about this because he was in the, he and Nick Vatterot were constantly at the, uh, at the hospital. They were really great friends through that. And he was so scared. And I had to, before my surgery, calm him down and calm my mother down and oh, sort of man. be this weird. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I think I feel more comfortable in that position. Yeah. It's probably yeah. why I mean, I'm an have... entertainer because I am constantly like, is everybody in the room okay? Right. Yeah. Is everybody, everybody's having a good time, right? When yeah. I see someone not laughing at me, I'm like, I'm failing. I'm failing you because you came here and you're spending your time and I'm right. supposed to be you know, making you happy and I'm not doing that. So both of us are not having a good time. And so I feel comfortable in that position, but it was, I don't know. I just, that stuff to me, it's like we're so... It's such an anomaly that we're even alive. There's so many things that could have contributed to us not even existing. Right. Think of all the the moments 
that could have happened that would mean that you weren't here. Yeah. And no one would notice, by the way. No oh, one like would be if, like, if I wish dad's... TJ was here. They'd just be like, life is... What do you mean, TJ? He's a funny guy. We'd be in his apartment. It'd be yeah. a great yeah. apartment. If your dad coughed once before sex, like a different sperm would have hit the egg. Like, yeah. just like the tiny... Right, and then I would have been, just, you know, just some even more of an asshole. Just yeah. had half a different thought, then it would just be in a slight, like a millisecond right. delay. Or, or if, he, you know, if your parents had sort of second-guessed the relationship and decided not to do it, it's really... So the, the fact that we are here is so precarious in the first place, then knowing that you can exit at any time, I sort of was like, well, we might as well do this, because I... I had already, I remember going to the operating room and I was like, I think I've already had a pretty cake life. I mean, it's, if you get yeah. to stack up sort of even the, all the failures that I've had with all the successes and just in general being a, you know, a pretty happy person who's done mo- you know, a lot more of what he wanted to do than he even thought he was going to be able to. I was kind of like, if I die now, that's actually pretty good. You had a good because, yeah, because they put you out. You know, it's like the last thing I would remember is feeling incredibly high off of morphine and Dilaudid. Yeah. And having and, your friends around you and your loved ones. And, right, exactly. Yeah. And then going in and then I, I wouldn't know if I don't wake up. So to me, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't particularly scary. And even when I woke up, I was like, ah, shit, now yeah. I got to keep working. <laughs> yeah. yeah I go back to work on Monday. It was a clean exit you had there. And <laughs> you don't get any more Dilaudid. You know, that was the best <laughs> thing is they'd shoot it right into my neck because it was a brain issue. So they would shoot the Dilaudid into the IV that was in my neck. And that is... There is no faster, stronger high than shooting heroin into your neck. And I was off my fucking rocker like, yeah! So you got to also understand that that whole week was like being a government-sponsored... Junkie. Yeah, junkie. It was just... The uh, and you're getting the best. good stuff as well. Like I'd imagine, Cedar Sinai has fairly pure stuff that I have oh to get from the corner. God, yeah, oh, like that's, a nurse is cooking it up on the spoon for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to the Grand Canyon on on Wednesday, and I was like, I'm going with this girl, and I'm like, we're gonna, yeah, we're just getting all shit faced up there. And Mike Burns was like, well, don't fall in. I'd be like, well, that'd be the way to go, man. If yeah, you're gonna go, fucking fall into the Grand Canyon. Unless you can get delauded, and that's the reason you <laughs> fall into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> then I'm falling down, going, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This Seriously, is the most die. beautiful death I've ever been for, a part of. For us, don't die. Please. Oh, but, man. I, mean, I get it. I get it. I'm not don't. coming back. That's oh, it. Look, if you're getting so drunk that you can fall no, into no, the Grand I, Canyon, <laughs> you deserve to die. I know. I know. And Burn I'm selling t-shirts of that on my, <laughs> my website. If you get so drunk, you think you can jump it. Yeah. That's not that far. Come on, guys. Yeah. Whatever. If I you get, get low enough, enough of a running start. Yeah. <laughs> if I start it in Nevada. If I put rollerblades on and really get going. <laughs> yeah. Did you get that Acme rocket? Did that come in the mail yet? Because no, I, you're going to need that. I watched Hot Rod yeah. yesterday and it made nice. me think of that. So do we have, uh, do we have right. time for one more story? Are you, are you okay La- on time? TJ a last story. We'll do one last story. Then yeah, we'll get out of I want to hear it. This is a quickie. But there's a study. There's a whole clinic that's set up at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences in Raleigh. Uh, called the Belly Button Diversity Group. Biodi- <laughs> belly Button Biodiversity. It's a group of scientists. And what they're doing is they're sampling, they're swabbing people's belly buttons. They're growing the bacteria and seeing what lives inside there. Apparently there's quite, like every single one of us has quite the 
dirty ass. Oh no, button. you do. You have a lot of bacteria. Well, not, not just dirt, but just like interesting stuff in there. There's oh, curious. Man. The navel's an ideal place apparently for bacteria to thrive because it's isolated. Most people don't bother to wash it. I like going down on girls' belly buttons. This is a problem. Pretty nice. Well, That's here we go. My move. No, There's, it's not. I like putting my tongue in bacteria <laughs> wherever it is. Uh, most people's belly button u- ecosystems are pretty unique. Uh, they found a total of two thousand three hundred sixty-eight different types of bacteria with 2,188 present on fewer than 10% of the samples. Um, one of them, the things they found, they found a, t- a type of bacillus that produces antibiotic compounds that can kill mm-hmm. other bacteria as well as foot fungi. So it's not all bad stuff in there. Uh, there's, a couple, there's a type of clostridial bacterium uh, whose, whose family includes botulism and gangrene, but a lot of them are harmless. Oh, he's always like, botulism is always coming over, yeah. asking to borrow here's, money. Here's a picture of some of the stuff Where's that's in your in your navel if you take the swab botulism. and grow it in some... I'm like, that's Donald Trump! <laughs> <laughs> one of those has kind of like a... The a most dangerous bacteria human, of all! Human face look. The one on the upper right could be kind of like, if you were religious, you might find you know Virgin Mary in there or something. Yeah, but G- don't, finding you, Jesus in a navel. If you think you're talking to somebody and you're like, is this bacteria? Don't don't mention it. Just keep talking to them and ask a friend of theirs. <laughs> I've had that happen a thousand times. Um, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a big belly button guy. Do you, you like kissing on belly buttons? Uh, I go down on them real hard. Like I really really licking. Phrasing it that way sounds super creepy. I guess I'm sort of a lingus but, uh, to it. Yeah, yeah. I really, no, I don't know. I like belly buttons. Though. I mean, I like them because I, I, I'm just a fan. You know, you know. Obviously, I, I lick and kiss and touch them, and I'll, you know, put wax on them. Oh, and things like that. I'll plug them up little, with wax. No body of evidence. I'll make, huh? a, I'll make a plaster cast of them and, and, <laughs> and, and sculpt small busts of them. But I also, you know, I, I think a belly button is one of the funniest and and just the cutest, funniest part of a person's. Right? Yeah, What's yeah. cuter than a it's person's super belly cute. button? I used to have an Audi when uh, when I was it little. Went, you went to a plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. You told us about this. Yeah, yeah. I had to go. No, I was just so skinny because I grew up wrestling, and I would always lose a lot of weight to wrestle. And then through high school, I was like, oh, I got an Audi belly button. And now that I'm old and uh, fatter, I was like, oh, it went to any. It's kind of a bummer. When, <laughs> when it became an any, I was like, damn it. And I'll change. I have a couple of prosthetic belly buttons, and I'll change those depending on who I'm going out with. Oh, right. yeah. So it's, you know, it's like putting on a watch or, or putting gel in your hair you're like is this girl more of an innie or an Audi? yeah and you can actually Happy. if you don't have a lot of money just you take a, one of those yellow earplugs that you put in the soft yeah. foam ones just color that with sort of a beige or whatever your skin tone is with makeup mm-hmm. and just put that in your belly button and it'll, yeah. it's an instant Audi. it's what if i just want to have like a straight like uh you know like a clone would be born without a belly button i want to have like just a flush Straight down belly. There's no indentation or outdentation. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, they, you know, that. if they're cloning a person, they'll probably clone them to have a belly. That's button. probably true. Yeah. That's why? Who started that rumor that clones wouldn't have? It seems like one of those things from sci-fi movies. Like, look at his belly button. That'll prove if he's like. Why wouldn't? The clone yeah. Or like Adam and Eve didn't have them. Right. How yeah. sad for the clones that that's the thing that humans make fun of them for. Like, <laughs> Not look at this fucking clone. No belly button. Without a weird <laughs> hole in his. Stomach. Oh, sorry. I don't have a vestige of a time when you know human beings can only be created through gross sex. <laughs> well, if you put it that way, Boba Fett. Well, maybe you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett. Good that's what I call him. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's. I mean, thanks for coming yeah, on, TJ. Thank you so much. That was great to you guys. Have. Oh wait, you for coming over. Hey, listeners, what Go Burger? What's the name? Oh, Gore of this Burger. This is awesome. Holy so, shit. Gore Burger, G O R Burger, B U R G R, and it is. Uh, you just have to Google. You it. have to watch it. It's, it's just a you know, it it's a like monster. The, it's indie rock bands. It's an interview show. It's you host it. It's but Japanese. You television. were you were, vo- you were giving voice to a character. 
It's pretty crazy. So you should check that out. And then I have this thing called uh, RVC, the Loan Shopping Network, that's coming out in uh, December, December 3rd. Uh, Google Fourth Wall Studios, and it's going to be on there. It's their first comedy. So we're really excited awesome. about that. It'll be six episodes, and it integrates your technology into the narrative. So all you science nerds out there who listen to Professor Blastoff, you've got you to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Pasteur. Uh, cool. And, and then also and mashup not, is... And not TJ Miller on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at not TJ Miller. And, uh, oh, and mashup on Comedy Central. Yeah, still. mashup is on Comedy Central. Still trucking uh, Tuesdays. Uh, and you can also see that online. So it's a great... It's a really fun Comedy Central stand-up show. Ooh, I just got to do Comedy Central comics to watch. So my, I now have a clip on Comedy Central my first one. Yeah, girl. Did you, pretty excited you about want, Do you have a page on uh, Comedy Central, that's yeah. the Brooks page? Yeah, Isn't yeah. that amazing? It's cool. I used to troll the Comedy Central site. <laughs> it made me feel really good. Yeah, it, I, it happened this week, and I was like, dude, if you told me five years ago that I would have a little page that's what I'm on saying. That's what you always have to do. Yeah. Your, that's the secret to success, is just keep thinking, if I told myself four or five years ago, ten years ago, that I would be where I am now. Yeah. It's great. Unless you're an alcoholic who's transgender <laughs> yeah. in Las Vegas. Dude, it, it kind of... Off the strip. It really it really sucked, though. They they filmed this thing, and they didn't mic the audience. So it was... Oh. Went, the show went awesome there, but then I watched it. I was like, oh, it looks like I'm eating. No, 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 no. no, no. That's okay. That. No one... Most people who are watching that clip, like, haven't seen a live stand-up show in a year. Right, right, right. They don't know what the... It, yeah. But I was real sad. I was oh, like, no, oh, no. No, no, no. But you got it. That's exactly right it's like i used to troll the comedy central site when i was in chicago first starting out i was a legal secretary so i'd kind of take a break from typing abstracts and go around the comedy central site and just look at the different comedians and watch which clips and i read all their bios and i just couldn't even imagine one day having a page on that site much less a really really terrible television show (laughs) (laughs) tune in guys it's every week's Every week, uh, but especially at, check out Gore Burger because we just saw that today for the first time. Yeah. We're losing Gore our Burger, and I went to a mashup taping. It was great. I liked it. Yeah. I yeah. liked the show. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It is fun. Yeah. Um, and as always, if you got any comments, questions, suggestions, email probablyscience at gmail dot com or tweet at probablyscience or find probablyscience on yep. Tumblr. Uh, and if you've what? enjoyed us, go on iTunes and rate us and give because us nice ratings been so and comments. Good that to helps join, us. you know, you guys, Tig Nataro. You, you just this has been <laughs> the most fun podcast experience I've ever had, <laughs> and I mean that with all my heart. Well, thanks. I do want to say one last thing, Get listeners. Uh, Matt, both Matt and I are actually doing full-on Movember to raise Ugh, money for men's ugh, health for testicular and prostate cancer. But I've got zero dollars donated on my behalf so far. Let, let's make it a contest. Which of the Probably Science hosts has the better mustache? We'll post pictures Here's of what ourselves. I'll do. I'll say anybody who donates to Andy Wood's mustache, uh-huh. um, I will help blast off their donation. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving Thanks you for listening such a hard time. Thanks for listening. I don't know why I'm giving you such a hard time. I will, uh, I will match really? anybody's donation to Andy Wood up to $100. Wow. So you can to make $200 now. If listeners, you got on, if you go to Probably Science's fucking website and donate something for once in your life, well, no, maybe is, you'd look is, in the mirror and not hate what you see. 
to separate, this is actually for charity, not for us. This, but so, before yeah, go you to Movember, look oh up, no, no, hey. I'm keeping the hundred bucks. Okay, if they, no, we'll, no, we'll I put, seriously, I'm we'll matching the for Movember for Movember, right? Movember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm matching whoever, whoever, awesome, whoever I, my, donates. My username is Andy T Wood on Movember. Do you know what yours is? Uh, I don't know. I'd imagine Matt Kirshen, but if you, we'll, we'll go to, uh, we'll we'll link to it from Property Science. We'll get pictures right now of us with the mustaches. And Brooks, I'm matching. Brooks is really needs marijuana and alcohol. He's got a fun right now. I'm watching that every dollar for dollar, dollar for up to four dollars <laughs> up to four and you can just give it to me you can gmail it <laughs> just gmail me four dollars just take a picture just of the money gmail it just, just g- scan, don't google plus it some dollars gmail just it. gmail yeah. me money yeah you'll figure it out gmail me money just act like a gangster and mail me some money <laughs> <laughs> all right all right that's it thank you tj thanks guys thank you